0: Welcome to the Business Developers Network, where today's leading business developers share and learn innovative business development concepts to generate greater value for their businesses. Hosted by Artie Ruderman, Principal of Innovative Growth Solutions. Broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel studios in Atlanta and worldwide across the PBC syndicated networks. This episode made possible in part by Innovative Growth Solutions. For more info, visit igscorp.net. And now, please welcome your host of the Business Developers Network, Artie Ruderman. Hello, this is Artie
1: Ruderman, the host of Business Developers Network. Uh, business Developers Network has two I- agendas. One is that business leaders share innovative concepts for developing business, and any activity that generates value is business development. And today's show really brings out both of those elements. We have uh, calling in from Wisconsin. Jeff Kostner, and Jeff is the founder and CEO of Selling to Zebras, which is the world's first self-driving AR-enabled CRM, and we'll go more into a definition of that. Welcome, Jeff.
2: Thank you, Artie. I'm pleased to be here.
1: Great. Uh, also, we have John Goss, and John is with Simply Spoken, and Simply Spoken is about digital voice and digital voice is a force to be reckoned with, as we will soon learn as we speak with John. Thanks. So we're going to start with John. And, John, introduce yourself a little bit. Let us know what we should know about you. And then let's go into what Simply Spoken is and what Simply Spoken does. Sure.
3: So thanks, uh, thanks for uh, having me here today, Artie. I really appreciate it. And uh, we look, look forward to the opportunity to kind of tell you a little bit about Simply Spoken. Uh, my background is I've been an entrepreneur for the past six years. Uh, we actually started in corporate America, and then uh, pivoted to uh, healthcare. And we I own actually two healthcare software companies. And out of those companies, we had quite a bit of success. Um, my business partner and I, we have offices in Atlanta for Simply Spoken, and in Chicago, um, we decided to. in you know, six months ago go into the voice market. And the reason we went into the voice market is because we see such a um, greenfield experience in terms of how voice is used today. So why voice is so uh, new is it's really the, the most aggressive form of growing technology in the last 10 years. Um, What Simply Spoken is attempting to do is to really kind of um, help businesses and brands provide consultancy and design services around how they can utilize voice um, in anything that they do. So if you think of voice, if you think of the Internet 10 years ago, that's where voice is today. If you think of mobile devices 10 years ago, that's where voice is today. So Simply Spoken has really been created all around providing uh, businesses, brands, and consumers a way to connect together and utilize it in, in a more enriching and frictionless experience. But Let, let's bring uh, the, the focus
1: of voice, um, digital voice, uh, because I saw it in two applications. Um, I was at a uh, Alpharetta uh, tech uh, presentation where I discovered your presentation and became fascinated by it. Because being in business development, I just assumed that digital voice was for that consumer experience, you know, leading individuals when they call in through the maze rather than have a robotic call. A perfect example that I saw on your website uh, was calling in a restaurant. What a difference calling in and having a voice saying, hello, this is Charlie's Restaurant, what do you want to order? And having uh, a voice in a very normal voice say, this is Charlie's restaurant, these are our specials for today, we're so glad you're here. So developing a personality for marketing, but talking with you pre-interview before the show, what I learned, what your your concern is about, is about using the application for infrastructure and operations, and I would like you to to talk more about that and also talk about the marketing side.
3: Sure. So maybe if we take a step back, the way that voice kind of evolved and voice is still evolving is you have two big players. You have Amazon and you have Google, and they they both have smart speakers. And so the way voice um, has entered the consumer market is through uh, smart speakers in your home, Amazon, Alexa, uh, and Google, or the Google Assistant, which was what you kind of revert to as this assistance uh, area of consumerism. So we have the consumer side and we have the business side. On the consumer side, really smart speakers, what they've done is they've automated some of the lowly tasks that we do today. I want a news feed. I want you to, you can't turn on your coffee maker. Um, I want to uh, play music, listen to videos, podcasts, right? The second piece, though, is that really where we, where we see voice kind of evolving to and what you're, you're talking about, IVR or, or this ability for a business to brand itself, right? right? This ability for this business to have a persona is kind of where voice is going to be. So what we're saying is and what we're suggesting is every business needs to approach voice in that manner. How are they heard if all you can do is hear what their brand is like? And so one of the ways that we uh, would consult with a business is, hey, what is your strategy around voice? And then inside of voice is, have you taken a look at your brand and assessed your brand in a way that maybe you haven't in the past? And what I mean by that is... is, is Brands typically look at themselves as a digital presence on the internet, right? They have a mo- they have a mobile app, they have a website, but they don't really have a voice presence. And even in the mobile app and the website, they may not have optimized it either for voice in general, right? How do I how am I found? Or they may have not even optimized uh, to be found. Just on the first search page of Google as an example. Just, just to keep the audience focused, right mm-hmm. now we're talking about the technical
1: application of digital voice.
3: Absolutely, yes, yes. So what, what, when the example of operationally how can voice help a company or companies is really what they have to do is step back and say, okay, does this fit inside of what I want to do as a business? And if it does fit inside what I want to do as a business, what are the problems I want to solve? And are these problems relative to attracting new consumers, holding my consumer, or creating a better customer journey that's less friction for them to sell their products or potentially just provide a better consumer experience, as you talked about, with with some sort of uh, um, ability to connect with a robot, if we want to call it a chatbot, versus a real person, but ultimately providing them with the solution they want in a much cleaner, more efficient fashion? I think what
1: uh, we all need to concentrate on is once you find your value prop, position you need to have an outreach and your outreach needs to have a language a communication a music a color and what you're saying is digital voice should adopt that personality of the marketing strategy
3: absolutely so what we what we what we would suggest is what we go we go to companies now and we say okay you we see these five problems, and we see it's called the problem, it, problem domain, and we identify problems that can be solved via voice. And inside of those problems, we give them opportunities and solutions where voice is a part of their channel development. So it's augmenting whatever they already have. It's not going to be the only solution, but really what it is is it's pulling a, a set of customers on a, on a journey, but it's solving some specific problem that they already have using voice. The challenge with voice right now is we're at voice 1.0. And why that's challenging is we don't have a lot of use cases that are – show show one-to-one money match, right? If I mm. do voice, yes. I make X. And so the the nascency of the industry is such that part of what entrepreneurs like ourselves, like Simply Spoken, need to do is we need to build enough use cases to really uh, engage enough of the community to create what I would call as the network effect. So if you think of Facebook, right? Facebook is really good at selling ads because they have 357 million users, but they only had one at the beginning. Where we are with voice is voice has kind of moved beyond the smart speaker. It's in the home. We know we can do smart home. We can turn our lights on. We can do some pretty cool stuff consumer-wise. Mm-hmm. But business-wise, we're still at the chatbot area. We're still at this AI. I sort of kind of use voice. It, I translate it to text, but I'm not infusing that brand persona that I really want to get in, that I want to get across so that you remember me when anytime you talk to this device that you're asking Right. A, a classic
1: example, I think, in, in uh, application now, not on the digital side, in the human side, would be how uh, Delta Airlines talks to passengers and how Southwest communicates to sure. passengers. One absolutely comes across with a personality of the institution. Absolutely. Uh, but I don't want to just drill down on the marketing side because your, your company has a lot to do with the operation, the, tech, technology, well, the technology, but the content, really. And uh, I think... Uh, I had asked you in a pre-interview, what industries are, do you think are using it in a progressive way now?
3: Yep. Uh, so I gave you a couple examples. One large vertical is senior living. And that vertical, uh, senior living, they're doing different pilots, but basically it's internally. So it's how do they, how do they track the healthy behavior of their, their uh, residents but also, how do they enable their residents to feel more independent, whether that's in the home or whether that's actually in a facility? And so in two instances, Best Buy. Best Buy's taken their geek squad and they actually go ahead and make smart homes. You can hire them and they'll make a smart home for folks that want to live independently. Um, the other example I'll give you is Lenar. So Lenar is one of the largest home builders in the United States. Lenar, I
1: want One of their homes.
3: Well, there you go. So now what Lenar does is they contractually um, obligate folks in specific communities, 55 and older, uh, to purchase a set of products to, to, to enable their home to be pre-wired for smart devices. Smart devices by My example would be plugs, light switches, alarm systems, any type of, any cameras. So it can run, you know, you can be as kind of technologically advanced as you like or or not. Um, But I think we could all agree, just to kind of basically answer your question is, Um, In Georgia, we have a state law. You can't use your phone to talk anymore in your car. So you're using a voice-enabled car right now to talk. Uh, If you have Comcast cable, you're using a voice-enabled remote control. If you have headphones, if you own any type of Sonos, you're going to use that to to enable, you know, that, that you're already using voice. Consumers realize that. They just don't realize the capabilities of kind of linking them all together. You know,
1: uh, we have a second guest, which we're going to get to in a few moments. But in the the minutes we have left, I want to make sure that you get all your points across. So um, can you sum up
3: anything that we did not, that we missed that you'd like to talk about? Uh, I just think that the the opportunity for voice is new. And where where we see the newness is that businesses in general, what they need to help uh, other businesses solve is the use cases. So help find use cases that voice is really applicable to and, and put some sort of strategy behind it from a monetary perspective so that we can then, those outcomes can push this industry forward. The two major players, Amazon and Google, are doing that and they're not waiting. So the example is Amazon released a microwave with Alexa inside of it. Why? No one's making a microwave that's voice enabled. So they said, let's just go ahead and do it for them. The example in the, on the Google side is, you know, they're, all of their analytics and search engine optimization is geared towards website and mobile app development. They're actually changing parts of their algorithms to to make it more easily to be found from voice. So if you're one of those companies that pivots or adds voice kind of to your kit, you're going to be found more easy. If you're going to be found more easy, you're going to get more sales. If you're going to get more sales, you're obviously going to solve more problems and you're going to grow. And talking about more sales, um, we're talking about
1: business development. So tell me, I I feel very excited that we're at the very beginning of a frontier that's within what, a year, two years, three years will be commonplace uh, to our lives. Um, So tell me how is Simply Spoken developing its business?
3: What is it that you're doing now? So, we're doing a couple things. And just to kind of give you an idea of what the market looks like, you have digital agencies. And you have kind of these standard website development agencies. and right. they're, they're the two players in the market. So it's a very odd mix yeah. uh, because voice is conversational. We're having a conversation right now. And so by design, it's copywriting. Copywriting is in the digital media space. It is not in the website development mobile app space. So you have these two kind of competing entities. What we bridge and we want to bridge is we want to be both. And in order to be both, we want to be consultative and design. How we're going to do that? Is We've basically partnered with different uh, developers uh, in the space, and that's going to give us kind of an opportunity to to broaden our scope in the southeast. The other thing that we're doing is we've hired um, a specific domain expertise in voice to go find the business in Atlanta that is interested in voice today. And the reason we do that is because we want to hone in on those folks that are kind of at the tip of the spear now. Right. Right. We want to go with, well, if, you want, if you're interested, we want to talk to you. If you're not, you can wait a year or two. You can be behind, but that's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, that, and that's kind of our strategy for Atlanta and Chicago is really we're interested in talking to those folks that really see voice as the next frontier. I think either you're all in or you're not. And if you're not, that's okay. But our, our role is to partner with those folks and to find those folks that are and to talk to them. And for the listeners that want to contact Simply Spoken, how would they reach you? So they can go to our website, www.simplyspoken.com, and that's dot com, or they can email me directly at jgoss, J-G-O-S-S, at simplyspoken.com, or we always take phone calls at 404-915-7352. Thank you. Thank you, Artie. appreciate it.
1: Hello, Jeff. How are you, Artie? Very good. So we're going to be talking about selling to zebras, and uh, there's really a history behind that. So I think if you, we'd enjoy if you would explain that.
2: Right. So we probably should start with, what is a zebra to begin with, right? Yes, so your So your value proposition, each company's unique value proposition, fits well with a certain type of customer. That's your ideal customer. That's what a zebra is. And we call it a zebra because even a three-year-old can, at the zoo can tell what animal they're looking at. They're not confused. And we believe that a good prospect should be just that easy to spot. Pun intended. Okay. <laughs> ha!
1: Well, it would be Stripe, actually.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so selling the zebras is a software company. And what our software does is it identifies zebras or perfect prospects for our customers. And then it creates personalized materials for them. So it creates a value proposition and a business case specific for that prospect. And it does it in a way that the seller actually uses our platform when they're presenting to a prospect. So if a prospect says, well, you've got this a little bit wrong, why don't you adjust this? You can actually do that right with them right in the platform and it adjusts the value proposition and presentation and even the the business case right in front of their eyes and then when you're done it creates an experience a buying experience that the seller likes and the buyer likes because it's more aligned with the way buyers want to buy today and it brings you to a logical conclusion next step and you actually set that next step up right in the software thank you jeff and then when Uh, I'm sorry.
1: sorry. Uh, uh, Just for the listeners, uh, we're on a call-in, so I'm not looking at Jeff. So if I cut him off, I apologize. Uh, But um, I I look at business development as a process, and just so those who are listening can follow which part of the process you're honing in on, we we have a a vision, we have strategy, we have value proposition, which then develops as I spoke to John. And John, eh, Please, uh, if you have any questions, would like to add during this sure. conversation. So we're talking about that outreach plan, and you're talking about what, what I typically call the firmographics or the demographics, the market of who you want to talk to and, and how you want to talk to them. That's what you're all about. And from what I understand, and correct me if I'm wrong, what you're providing is AI that on the spot can help a salesperson or marketing managers uh, really update their presentation
2: they can not only update their presentation but the ai defines the zebra the that perfect prospects and that perfect prospect and it helps them find more so once you have some success the system will come back and say here's where you should go next because these are zebras
1: Jeff, what was more, when you can find more? Is that more information about that specific zebra, or is that more about uh, a collective zebras in that firmographic space?
2: So it's, it's, it's finding your next prospect once you've started to have success with certain zebra customers. So, in other words, I close... Let's say I closed GE, very large company, logo everyone knows. How do I find more GEs? And GE isn't just about the demographics of GE. What business problem did you solve for GE? What level were you at? What value did you create by solving that problem? Who has that same problem? And what is the decision-maker within that company? So our AI-driven application answers those questions so it can start business development in a better place. It can start sales cycles in a better place.
1: So as an analogy, it's almost like sabermetrics to baseball.
2: Yes, it is. That's a good one. So, and, a, what, and a hot topic in Milwaukee, because we made it further than we thought we would this year, although we'd still <laughs> like to be playing in the fall class.
1: Yeah, you, you guys did very well. So uh, walk us through, uh, uh, a client, of uh, some of the success stories that, that uh, Selling to Zebras has had.
2: So uh, a, a big success story for us is a company called Vivisimo. So Vavisimo has software that does search. So think of Google, but think of Google inside of a company. Many large companies have information that sits in silos, and it's it's in various databases, and it might even be globally dispersed. So what Vivisimo did was they allowed you to find any piece of information regardless of where it was stored and provide you with an answer. And that created massive amount of, of business benefit for companies like Airbus, for example, which was one of their clients. Airbus used this technology to solve problems that answered questions along the lines of, this this airplane is on the ground. What's wrong with it? How do we get it in the air? Who do we need? What parts do we need? So that's the type of complex problem that Vivisimo was able to solve. And what we did what our software did was identified who are who are those companies that have unique problems like that where they should go next, and then our software also created a business case that allowed them to penetrate those companies at a meaningful level. And when you do that, and and it creates personalized materials for a seller, sellers are more effective. They're earning the right to have higher level conversation in the company. As a result, sales cycles have become faster. Deals become bigger, and you close a higher percentage of them.
1: I, I can see that. That That's um, a, a huge advantage to have as a, a sales or marketing So um, please tell us more. Um, I, uh, your bio has you writing a book about selling to zebras, and which I guess was the basis of your company.
2: Correct. Selling to zebras is a book um it does identify the entire process and and it's uh, <laughs> we, we're not really authors but we won several awards with our book
1: and the book itself was basically uh, f- covering what you just discussed right now about the ability That's- for having uh, data in order to be able to penetrate your demographics
2: Correct. We actually we actually share with with uh, readers. How do you create a zebra? What 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 makes up a zebra? How do you do that yourself? Even if you're going to do that um, just on paper, for example, we've automated that process, but we lay it all out in the book. How do you identify the unique value and business problem that you solve for your clients in their eyes? How do you get that type of information? Once you have it. How uh, you create unique messaging that allows you to penetrate in a in a very noisy world? Um, as we know, with marketing automation today, um, with with uh, we're, the proliferation of information and, and even good messaging is is sort of getting drowned out in the marketplace. I don't know about you, if you, but when I turn my email on in the morning. I have anywhere from 35 to 50 emails that are automatically generated from marketing automation systems. That's a lot of noise. How does a seller get through that noise and have their message heard by the person? That they need to hear it if they're if they're going to close a sale. That's the problem that we solve.
1: It it is. It it absolutely is. Uh, that's something that actually John's company is trying to work on with that digital voice side. Uh, it's also something that here at uh, Pro Business Channel we're working on as well. Um, just as you mentioned, you go back twenty five years ago when you mentioned emails uh, when you first got that. First Promotional email, it was unique and, and you looked at it. Now it's such a crowded lane, uh, you really don't. Um, you know, people started blogging, that was kind of interesting until that became a crowded lane. And um, the webinars is the same. Um, Pro Business Channel is starting a, a podcast service, a podcast is becoming popular now. I like that what John is mentioning, that the, the digital voice, but what you're really offering is. Um, <laughs> It is how to penetrate your demographics, have to save a lot of time by finding and describing that zebra and finding a way to communicate with him in a way that's meaningful to his business issues that you could solve.
2: That's, that's exactly correct. That's and, then, and then solve, we solve another administrative issue that sellers uh, have notoriously not been very good at. So they, when they're done at the end of the day – Management, the business, expects sellers to update the CRM and tell the CRM everything that they did with that prospect and all of their prospects. And sellers classically don't take the time to do that very well. Our software actually updates the CRM when you're done with a sales call. So it becomes autonomous. We say we turn CRM into a self-driving CRM.
1: I I can see that. So, Jeff, in the time remaining, tell us how listeners could find selling to zebras and, and meet with you
2: so selling to zebras.com we're very easy to find and jeff Kozer, j-e-f-f dot k-o-s is in sam e-r at selling to is my personal email
1: Well, good. Uh, Let's just have a a, – between John and and Jeff and and any listeners out there, let's have just a a few minutes of an open conversation to – if you have any interest or questions for John or, John, if you have any interest or questions for Jeff.
3: Uh, I I will go first, Jeff. I have a question. So um, AI, the AI portion of of your – software. How, how, without specifically describing your, your secret sauce, but how do you use the AI portion to derive your customer content that your your sales folks ultimately use?
2: Really good question, John. So AI, to be effective, you have to have unique data, not just volume, but unique data. And, hmm. and because we define the perfect prospect with seven attributes and score those seven attributes, we define it at a pretty granular level, including who the decision maker is and, the, and that business problem that you solve. So we use that information inside of our algorithm to go find like companies, like decision makers, like business problems. And then the next thing that we do is we take the proof of the value that you're creating and the success that you're having, and we start case studies, out of that information, which is continued proof that you do uniquely solve this problem and create value. So we're automating the process of creating a case study and then going out to the web using AI and finding other businesses that would have those, that same problem and would benefit. And we start the research document for a seller also that gives them the type of information that they need to have credibility with that prospect to prove they understand their business, to prove they did their homework. So that that's how we're leveraging AI.
3: Makes sense. Yep. That is
1: definitely needed. Um, you know, calling on a client uh, just to introduce your company and talk about the features of your company really doesn't cut it anymore. Um, for the most part uh, – your, your zebra, if you will, has already done his homework on who you are and what you are. So unless you have an appreciation for their issues and can offer a solution that's unique to your company, you're really going to be out in the cold. And it seems to me what you're offering is value to your customers because now you're giving them uh, information that they would not normally be able to have unless they have personal contacts within those organizations
2: exactly and it's what buyers are expecting sellers to do they buyers expect it used to be we used to be taught years ago that you could show up for a meeting and ask the buyer the decision maker actually the person we call power in our book what keeps them keeps them up at night right today they, you can't even get, get in the door if that's your first question. They're, you're expected to know what should be keeping them up at night and to lead with that.
1: A classic example of what you're talking about is it took me six months. Uh, I won't mention the companies, but they're, they're in the $6 billion mark. Um, and for six months, I was knocking on the door. But the advantage I had is the IT company that I was presenting to them actually worked for two years with the ERP system, of their biggest competitor. So I really believe that they finally accepted my invitation because they have issues that are similar and they would like us to approach them. But and that is so totally unique, and what you're giving your buyers is, boy, that would have saved me about five months.
2: No question, because it, it literally does take that amount of time to penetrate a five $6 billion company.
1: Oh, I I worked in oil and gas for 10 years and and I can tell you the typical sales cycle really was 2 to 3 years.
3: Yeah, I think I would add is that what we're seeing so we in, in Google Analytics is that all customer journeys, every person is unique. And so the more right. that we can train software and the more that we can build software that takes advantage of as you mentioned your six attributes or seven, but really you know, extrapolates that to broader bases, the the more companies are going to be able to serve their populace and what what consumers demand, which is in some cases something very special for them. It just so happens that a lot of us want it. And I think that's somewhat of the difference we see in the market today is that you're seeing a lot of smaller companies that are building very particular suites of software applications that serve consumers very well and very specifically. And it, and it allows that company to be very... Um, nimble in how that they can create the software and use AI and some of the machine learning and some of these newer technologies to their advantage where these larger companies can't do it they're just not able to um, either produce the kind of content that they need and so you know that's kind of where voice also kind of intersects with what you're doing Jeff is that you know what we're trying to do is we're looking at the long tail right The, the idea that that uh, folks are, are very precise in what they want and trying to serve up exactly what they want in the manner in which they want it. Well, well I want uh, to thank
1: both Jeff and John. As usual, we could normally extend this show for another hour. Matter of fact, we could have an off-air conversation, but we do need to bring it to a close. I think this is a perfect example about uh, business leaders sharing innovative concepts, you know, the, the revolution of digital voice and the idea of using uh, data uh, to help penetrate marketing and really zero in on customer relationships, I, I think is very unique. So this is Artie Rudiman, your host of Business Developers Network. Thank you for listening.
0: On behalf of the Pro Business Channel Networks, we want to thank our guests, sponsors, and you, the audience, for joining us on the Business Developers Network. This episode made possible in part by Innovative Growth Solutions. For more info, visit igscorp.net. Today's broadcast can be heard on demand on your favorite internet channels, including iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Play, and across the PBC syndicated networks. We invite you to share the show using the posted social media links and join Artie Ruderman and his guests on the next episode of the Business Developers Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.